Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate that. We got the microphone. That's good. Well, that was so good, Kat. I don't know where you still are, but they are, that was just so encouraging. I love what you said about growing up that you saw spirituality as a weakness. I just love that. And I think that's going to tie in well uh, for what I'm going to be sharing uh, tonight. If I haven't met you before, I'm Mark and the lead pastor here. And it is so good if you are a guest or visiting. It's great to see you. And as Robbie mentioned, those dumplings, uh, please hang around afterwards. Something that we know is true uh, about this place that we love when uh, new people and people who are just getting to know uh, one another hang around and just spend some time over some food and some time uh, just together, which would be great. So I encourage you to do that tonight. Uh, I'm a dad of four kids. Uh, you saw a few of them uh, down the front here this, uh, t- this evening. And I've got two boys. And my two boys uh, this year uh, started playing footy. And as a dad, it's been awesome being a part of a sporting club. And uh, the sporting club that I p- play for is South Barwon and the mighty red, white and blue, the Swannies. And I played there as a junior footballer as well. So absolutely love that my boys uh, get to play footy together and uh, we get to watch them regularly and uh, take the training and be a part of the club. Love it. Uh, During the winter, uh, though, when the weather went a bit rough, I was chatting to them in the car on the way to a game and it was really wet, it was windy and cold. And I was giving them a bit of a bit of a pep talk, a bit of a pump them up. And I was like, hey boys, you know, it's wet and cold, but jellies, we play well when it's wet and cold. And I'd sort of look in the revision re- 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 and they're sort of looking at each other. I was like, boys, this is what that my dad told me, jelly boys, we play well when it's wet and cold. And they're just looking at each other going, and I'm like, well, come on boys, we love it. And they're like, But Dad, we don't. It's wet. It's cold. We don't love it. And right in that moment, I'm just like, oh, really? I believed it when I was a kid. And the thing is, for me, growing up, you know, I got told that by my dad and and pretty much from that moment I realised maybe there's certain things that we do get told as kids um, that maybe don't always apply for life. Tonight we're going to be opening God's Word. And unlike my story, uh, where I told our boys that the jelly boys love it when it's wet and cold, we're going to hear uh, a story today from a young, young man called Daniel. And his story is just rich. And what, how he holds to God's promises and the stories of the past of God's people is just incredible. So we're going to read some chunks of scripture tonight because we know that uh, God's word, when we open it, there is uh, words that we can take that apply to our personal lives, that bring us hope, bring us hope in hardships, uh, victories in situations that seem impossible. You might be even here tonight and you may feel like a bit of an outsider in some way that the world that we live in doesn't make sense. I'm going to share a story about Daniel, this young Jewish boy and his teenage mates who grew up hearing stories of truth, stories about Abraham, the father of many nations, of God's promises to the people, Moses parting the Red Sea, God's people being delivered from Egypt and Pharaoh's rule. 
David, the shepherd boy, defeating Goliath and then sometime after becoming the mighty king. God's promises, his victories. But also there's stories in God's word of warnings and predictions of future times. All of this formative and impacting, shaping this man, Daniel, from a young age. The story of these young Jewish boys is from, from the Old Testament. Uh, it's set in a place called Babylon, a nation whose ruler was King Nebuchadnezzar. Loved saying that word, Nebuchadnezzar, just rolls off the tongue so well. He was powerful and wicked and he was pleased with himself and all the power that he had. He was self-centred. He was right into idol worship. And later, uh, you, in the uh, story in the book of Daniel, he actually orders a statue of himself to be built. And as my seven-year-old would say, what a flexor. The Babylonian army besieged Jerusalem. So Jerusalem was in the, in the south. The Babylonian army uh, came down uh, from the north and uh, they, over a period of time, the king ordered all of the Jews, God's people, uh, to be deported. Not every single one of them, though. No. Just a select group, wise men, beautiful women and some of, that, our, uh, some of the young leaders of the time. They were taken away uh, to, be, to live outside of their family. They were transported uh, and they were taken uh, from where they belonged. What is interesting, that they aren't taken away to be slaves. The king's plan is for them to be integrated right into the Babylonian culture. Blend in, just to slot in right amongst those in Babylon. They were encouraged just to act and be like everyone else. You might ask, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Why, did, why couldn't they just blend in? Why couldn't they just fit in with everyone else? Well, in, this, in Babylon, you know, the idol worship was rife. The culture was so secular. So Daniel and his friends and lots of others, like I said, were handpicked and indoctrinated with a Babylonian education. And this was an incredible education. They were, had great privilege to be able to be educated in Babylon. And they were given Babylonian names, which was significant uh, because their names had to be changed. Uh, and that, that, that all happened and, and that was okay uh, for them. But there's a, there's a moment that you we're going to read about where things changed. Daniel and his friends then were invited to have a feast at the king's table, uh, eat a banquet which was fit for a king, a real honour it was a great privilege to be included at the king's table. See, the thing is, these guys were living outside of their family. But it's, it seemed like such a good alternative. This wasn't all these uh, perks went on offer back in Jerusalem. Their town was in ruins. Surely you just move on, embrace this new life. Because they're the lucky ones, aren't they? They're the privileged ones. Just enjoy. Just indulge in the riches. What favour they have received Surely now, this is where they can belong. Put their roots down. You could easily just excuse Daniel and his friends to just blend in. Just go under the radar and just enjoy this new life that they've found. They're young. So why not some older Jews? Why not some older people at the time? Why can't they stand up for God? Well, surely God should do something. That's his job, isn't it? Let's uh, read the text in Daniel 1 verse 8. It says, But Daniel resolved not to defile himself 
with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now God had caused the official to show favour and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my Lord the King who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. I love how this story starts. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself. He made a choice in this secular culture, in this culture where anything goes to pass. He, rem- he remembers, you know what? I might be living in this strange land, but I don't belong here. This is not my home. I choose to pass. He was drawing from his heritage, a generation of God's people who have gone before him, who have shown courage and boldness and faithfulness, resolve. Daniel just didn't bow to the cultural pressure at the time, what everyone else was doing. Something in him, the Spirit of God in him, led him to say, you know what? You know, I don't, I don't belong here. I'm living here, yes, but I don't belong here. He had resolve. He was a child of God. This young man, he shows courage and he puts his hope in God, not the king's company and what everyone else is doing. He says, pass. You know, like I said, we live in a secular world and very similar to Babylon, you know, life can be geared for pleasure. It's at our fingertips. The comforts of this world are in our faces every day. Do we just give in to everything around us Or do we, do you have resolve in certain situations to pass? Daniel and his friends find out really quickly though, this life in Babylon, as much as of all the the great comforts that they had and all the opportunities, it can crumble real fast. It came crashing down in a real hurry, especially with the king who held all this power. This king who was the top of the food chain, He has a dream and this dream is significant because he's so troubled and he knows that there's people that their job is to interpret his dream, to help him tell him, okay, what's the future look like? So he calls in all these magicians, the fortune tellers, the sorcerers and astrologers and pretty much said, hey guys, you need to do your job. This is what your job is. And they came up short. They couldn't interpret his dream. So the king was so annoyed and he was so paranoid that this dream couldn't be interpreted that he ends up ordering every single wise man, young and old, to be killed. 
And the story picks up in Daniel 2. The astrologers answered the king, there is no one on earth who can do what the king asks. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked us such a thing of any magician or enchanter or astrologer. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal to the king except the gods, and they do not live among humans. This made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death, and men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to put them to death. The thing is, even though Daniel and his friends had not even been asked They hadn't been consulted about this dream. They were going to die with everyone else. It seems so unfair, so unjust, completely wrong at every level. Daniel and his friends have been tarred with the same brush as the king's wise men. What a waste of outstanding, young, God-fearing leaders. It would be fair in that moment for Daniel to question God. And I don't belong here. I don't belong here. Get me back to Jerusalem. Get me back to where I used to be, where I grew up. How have I got caught up in this mess? There is a reality to this situation that is just wrong, unfortunate and so unfair. And this challenge that they face, they were under so much pressure. And I ask you that question tonight. How do you respond when you're faced with a challenge, when you're under pressure When things seem unfair, it might be in your workplace, it might be in your university, it might be where others are seeing all the favour, all the accolades, all the attention, but you're, and at times maybe you're taking the rap for someone else's mistakes or laziness or incompetence or even their character. You maybe have seen others that have gone ahead of you and promoted and and you're just going, what about me? Does anyone even notice It may even be in your family where there is hurt, there's brokenness between others and it affects you significantly. I love how Daniel responds in this situation. Daniel is a young, young man and he responds with maturity. It says in chapter 17, sorry, chapter 2, verse 17, then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mashel, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. So this dream of the king, Daniel gets revelation. He gets insight into what happens. You know, there are so many times in our lives that things don't make sense in the world. The people who hold all the power, there's injustice. What do we do? I love what Daniel does. He pleads. He prays. He seeks a God who hears our prayers. And he he also draws in his friends. He invites others into this situation, into this crisis, and they bring it to God together. The thing is, God's people pray. We pray. It's what we do. I talked earlier about our boys and the fact that we play well in the, in the wet. Like I said, that's not true to the, for them. 
But what's true about God's people is that we pray. We have got stories after stories, generation after generation, God's people pray. You know, the thing is, these guys are in a foreign country. They're far from home. But they're there for a purpose. They're there for a reason. And they plead to God. It's a great reminder, folks, for us. That when we're faced in uncertain times, we're in environments where we're not sure, it's like, God, why have you got me here in this moment, in this time? It doesn't make sense. It's unfair. It's unjust. I love in those situations what Jesus says to his followers, what he says to us. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you Rest, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me. You belong with me. In those situations where we're like, I don't even know how I ended up here. Where do I belong? Well, you belong with God. You might belong on your knees. You might belong with some of your friends praying and pleading to God. We all face challenges. We can face crises in our life. We plead, we pray, we seek a God who brings us peace. He may not take us out of those situations, those circumstances, but he will be with us and we can know his peace, church. We can know him in those situations. Earlier, I also talked about the fact there's situations in our lives that we need to pass. We need to show resolve as God's people. Through generation after generation, God's people have said, you know what, I pass. Where the culture may be, yes, yes, do what you want. Just go with how you feel. There are times in our lives where God's spirit, where we have resolve, where we say pass. And we are a people who praise and we give thanks. That is even why at the start of our services, we lift up God's name, we praise God. And you might come here on a Sunday night and you might have other stuff happening. You might have health challenges. You might have uh, things even in your own personal life or uh, family situations, but we praise God. We give thanks. This, the thing is, even in this story, we know Daniel has received revelation about the king's dream. So he's received the revelation about what's going to happen, but we don't know how that's going to go yet. Later on in chapter 2, you can read that, and it's an incredible story. We're not going to read about that today. I encourage you to read that for yourself. And we see incredible favour, and and, uh, the king responds to Daniel in an incredible way at the end of chapter 2. But before that, before that even happens, there's an incredible prayer that Daniel prays. Like I said, he can so easily still face his death. There is still in the, still in the, in the uh, unfamiliar, uncertain times. There is still uncertainty about what's happened. But like I said, this is a man who has resolve. This is a man who pleads and prays to God. And this is a man, this is God's man who prays, praises his mighty God. In chapter 2, verse 20, Daniel says, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. 
He changes times and seasons. He disposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we have asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the King. You know what, church, we belong to a long line of praises, of those who have given thanks despite their circumstances, despite the crises, despite their storm. When there's uncertain future, we put our hope in God. For you today, where do you need to put your hope? We can put our hope in lots of things that are often at our fingertips. But when we put our hope in a God that is unseen, there is faith. We see breakthrough. For you today, praising God and giving thanks may be really hard. For whatever you're facing, it can be really hard. You may even be sitting here tonight and you feel quite isolated. You feel quite lonely. You might not even know where do I I belong? Where Where do I fit in? The world's just caving in in so many ways. You might have lost hope. I love Revelation 3, love it. It says, this is Jesus' words. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. These are God's words to us through his son, Jesus. Jesus Christ, who died on a cross and rose again, defeating death. He made a way for you, for me to know hope, to know his forgiveness, to know his love. I love what that says in Revelation 3. It says, if anyone hears my voice. Daniel, despite the situation, despite his circumstances, learnt to discern and hear God's voice. He heard it to have resolve. He heard it in prayer and he heard it and praised God. You might be sitting there tonight and thinking, what is this voice of God? What is this all about? This may be new to you. This may be unfamiliar or maybe you've been walking with God for a while and God's voice is something that you're just like, you know what, maybe when I was younger, but that's just not a thing anymore. Often it can just be, Sensing that he's close, that in your life, in your circumstances, that he is near, his peace is near. Maybe tonight you need to open that door, just as we read from Revelations 3. Today may be a start for you to say, you know what, God, I'm going to open the door. I'm going to allow God's peace and hope to come in. Even though I feel like I don't even know what's happening, I feel so out of my comfort zone, an invitation to say yes to God. God sent his son Jesus Christ for you to belong. You belong with God. You might be sitting there tonight and thinking, you know what, you just don't know. I am too far gone. I have made so many mistakes in my life. You are not too far gone. You can still reach out to God. Like I said, he says, here I am. Here I am. So I'm going to invite our team back up. 
Thanks. And in a second, I'm going to ask you to stand and uh, we're going to pray a prayer together. And, and maybe tonight for you, there is an invitation for you to pray a prayer. Maybe you haven't prayed this prayer before. Maybe it's been a long time since you prayed this prayer and really meant it. God's peace, God's comfort on your life, in your circumstances, in your situation. Like I said, you may be here tonight and you feel, you know what? God's voice, I don't know what this is. Well, I encourage you, when we pray this prayer, just open your heart to Him. Pray with me, church. My God and my Heavenly Father, thank You for what You did in Jesus Christ to save me. Forgive me for all I have done wrong. I commit myself to You and to Your purpose. Fill my heart with Your Holy Spirit and help me live for You from now on. I ask you to stand. We're going to worship God. We're going to sing about our God. We're going to praise Him. Just as Daniel praised God in his circumstances, in his situation, we're going to lift up that mighty Name of God.